Hey, it's your girl here, Tiffany Rochelle, also known as the People's Cheerleader, and I am the host of Hear My Heart. He that has an ear, let him be able to hear my heart. And this show is not just about hearing my heart, it is hearing the voice of you. I wanted to let you know I offer a few courses. The first one is called Journey to Discovery. Please enroll today by clicking on the link in the comment section so you can get started with that. The next course that I offer, it is called Goal digging. This is where you'll be able to set some goals that are true to you. I also am the co-host to Turning Your Passion into Profit, which is aired every Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Lastly, I have a book. It's called I Choose Me, and I hope you take today to choose you and also to get that book. Go over to my website at beautiful.me or go to amazon.com so that you will be able to get your book as well. So let's get started on tuning into today's broadcast, which is hear my heart, which again, is not just my heart. He that has the ear, let him be able to hear the heart of the people. Here we grow. Yo, kind people. Good evening. Good evening. And for some of you, I can say good afternoon, but for the most part, everyone on this coast and even central, I can say good evening to you. So welcome to Hear My Heart Show, where I am your host, Tiffany Rochelle, aka the People's Cheerleader. Um, I am going to make a solicitation to you um, and ask if you uh, will be so kind to share the show with someone by clicking that good old share button, or feel free to tag them uh, in the comment section or whatever platform you are listening to me on. Uh, please do me a super huge favor and make sure that you like, subscribe, and make sure you turn those notifications on uh, so you won't be able to miss any updates that we got going on. So I'm always posting some kind of video or I'm doing some kind of something. So make sure you throw the notifications on so you can stay in tune. Uh, so I want to talk to you about tonight's guest that I am super, super, super excited to have her on here. She is that good old VIP to hear my heart. Uh, her name is Jessica Bell and she is a host, a youth advocate, uh, and she is also an entrepreneur. And she's going to be telling us a little bit about something. So I intentionally skipped something in her bio. <laughs> so she is a ministry school graduate and a teacher in Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, Jessica began, began her career um, in youth advocacy almost 10 years ago in Los Angeles, the good old West Coast, which is the best coast. Uh, her experience as a mentor has opened the door to allow her to speak up for the youth and communities who have been muted. Uh, she has had the opportunity to speak, host events, and connect with people from all walks of life to encourage them via blogging, public speaking, and her podcast, Unmute Your Mic. Um, I need y'all to show some love for my VIP, Miss Jessica Bell. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Excuse me, Mrs. Jessica Terry. <laughs> Hey sis, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? You come over here laughing. <laughs> I try to keep a smile on people's face. Hey, I love smiling. I love laughing. Anytime I get an opportunity to show my teeth or have somebody show theirs, super awesome opportunity. <laughs> so, how you feeling? I am good. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm excited super grateful that you decided to grace us with your presence. So I happen to uh, leave out intentionally and on purpose uh, a particular portion in your bio. Did you catch what I left out? <laughs> I think I did, but you said it and I was like, wait, what did she leave out? I don't even know what's in there. <laughs> so you are a youth advocate, 
And depending upon who I'm speaking to, they're going to either say CASA or CASA. You want to talk to us about that and tell us something about that? Yeah. So basically, I am a court-appointed special advocate. Uh -huh. It really is mentorship with youth. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we work one-on-one -on -one with children who are either in foster care or, or who have been like in juvenile detention centers or um, orphanages, that kind of thing. And we're basically just the voice for that child. Um, when a child goes in the system, they they either, you know, they get a lawyer and they mm -hmm. get a social worker, both of who are extremely busy and have high caseloads. Mm -hmm. And so ACASA is just like, you're their person. You, mm -hmm. you make sure that, you know, they don't fall by the way the wayside. You know, you go to court on their behalf. So it is truly, I love doing it. Um, but thank you. And so thank you for asking because most people are like, I don't know what that is. So <laughs> that's the perfect thing. I'm aware of what it is, but wouldn't that be the perfect thing to be like, if I don't know what it is, hello, ask questions. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm super, so I, I should tell you congratulations uh, because you, you are, you, you got an extra letter, I guess you could say, because I'm still MS, but you are MRS. So <laughs> congratulations. You. How did you guys meet one another? Uh, I, we actually met at work. So we both work with youth. Mm -hmm. um, and so a couple of years ago, he was working um, at a camp. And so was I. Um, mm -hmm. And we became friends, which slowly grew into like, hey, let's talk outside of work. And so yeah. it, one thing led to another. And <laughs> we're here. And, That's and the summed up version. I, you just wanted to give me the amended version. So is that what the, the Instagram version of this? <laughs> this is what we're doing now? You're just giving me a little condensed version? Huh? Listen, no, but <laughs> it is a lot deeper. I could go way back. I mean, I was divorced. I've been divorced before previously. Okay. I moved from LA to Kansas City. Okay. Um, and when I moved to Kansas City, I got a job working with youth and he was working at that job as well. So we really did you know, meet each other at work, but it was a lot more going on behind the scenes. I feel like to, you know, kind of prepare me to get to the place of even thinking about getting married again. Uh huh. Gotcha. Was that a tough decision for you to, uh, to get to that particular place? I've been married before also. So I've been married twice. <laughs> and yeah, so it wasn't, I won't say like deciding to marry him was not a tough decision, but even deciding that I wanted to get married again, yeah. was a tough decision simply because I was like, after the first time I was like, you know, I think I'm good. Yeah. Like, uh -huh. nah, I don't really have to have it. <laughs> nah, I passed. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I understand. And that was kind of like a tough decision to a, de to a degree for me because I had got young. I got married at such a young age. I was 15 when I first got married. So it was like, by the time I got divorced, I was 21 and I was just like, life is about to start for me. So do I really want to do this thing all over again? No, not. So it's like, yeah. Was it something super persuasive that he said, or you're like, oh my God, I love you. And I don't want to live without you. That one. Look, it really wasn't that. I mean, it was more so me uh, falling back in love with myself to, mm. to believe that like, I truly did deserve the kind of love that you do see. And like, fairy tales or whatever and I tell people all the time I'm like it wasn't that it was like a fairy tale story because of something he did but yeah. it was more so of me saying I love myself enough to give myself another chance mm -hmm. to this thing that I truly do want and of yeah. course he was amazing and all of that good stuff but I Come think on. I, 
Mr. Amazing. <laughs> yes. I don't think I would have been able to appreciate him had I not been in a healthy place myself. Okay. That's good. How did you get to a healthy place? Like what made you discover I am not healthy? I need to do something about me. Um, Cause I, I honestly believe that we pick people, whether mm -hmm. they're like friends or in the relationships, we pick people from either our broken places or our healed places. Sure. And so I felt like in my previous relationship, I just had a lot of confidence issues. I felt like getting married was something I needed to do. Wow. You know, I was like heavy in the church. And so it was like, well, hurry up and get mm -hmm. married and you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't really have an identity that I could stand on and say like, this is who Jessica is. This is what I will accept. This is what I won't accept. And yeah. so after I left that marriage and we got divorced, I did spend a good amount of time in counseling. Like what the heck is going on? Like, why did I choose him? Why did I accept, accept some of the things that happened in that marriage? And it was able, you know, that kind of like learning who I was and really identifying myself. Mm -hmm. That is what helped me be like, okay, like if I were to get married again, these are the things that are important to me. And these are the things I won't bend on because I'm not, I'm no longer going to allow um, a time clock or a fear of something make mm -hmm. me, uh, make me think I need to make a decision like rapidly or quickly. Right, right, right. But that's good. I'm glad. I'm therapy, you saying that, that blessed my whole entire life because I'm definitely an advocate of that. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. definitely believe that we all sometimes at one point or another possibly should find ourselves on a couch or a good old comfy chair <laughs> in a therapist's office. Um, I just think that that's something that we all could definitely stand to do. Um, yeah. Sometimes it could be. So, and it doesn't necessarily have to be something from old childhood issues. It could be something like, how, you know, you just finished a marriage. I need to transition from this. Help me get out of that. So I, I'm grateful that you did that because I am beholding an awesome woman right now. <laughs> Super grateful for that. Uh, you have a uh, show, um, Unmute Your Mic. Uh, and now I think that that is a super dope name and I think it is super, super unique. Um, was there with that that name that you're using as far as unmuting your mic? Uh, was there any time in your life where you felt like your voice wasn't important? Um, yeah, I will say in my first marriage, but even sometimes I believe I think when I was younger, too. Mm -hmm. I always kind of felt like I didn't fit in. It was just weird. Like no matter what group I was in, I felt like I was, I didn't fit in. And so I would be quiet a lot because mm -hmm. I didn't want to stand out. Um, okay. And it wasn't until I got older that I was like, girl, this is a good thing. Like, mm -hmm. please stand out and don't be quiet. And so I, from like me feeling kind of muted as a younger child, it, it rolled into my adulthood. Okay. Um, and then I found myself just kind of being quiet in situations because I, you know, I didn't want to be the one person who didn't agree or the one person who was like, yeah, no, nah, this probably is not for mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, the podcast, it stemmed from really talking to youth. Um, I would sit down and I would do like one-on-one -on -one counseling and mentorship with teenagers and they would tell me their stories and I would be like, oh my goodness, these kids have gone through so much. Mm -hmm. And so I realized, well, every child that has a story like that, there's also an adult that has one as well. Yes. Um, and so I was like, you know, people need to find, get to a place where they're comfortable with sharing the things that they've gone through um, because that's how you help other people, but also set yourself free and not mm -hmm. to be ashamed of the things that you've gone through, but say, mm -hmm. hey, like, 
this is what I've gone through and look at me despite of the things I've gone, yeah. I've gone through instead of saying, oh, I'm so ashamed. Let mm -hmm. me keep it a secret. Because I think mm -hmm. something only has the power over you if you keep it a secret and you're not mm -hmm. willing to speak up about it. That is cute. <laughs> Man, I am not trying to give nothing that much power over me that I don't want to. I talk too much. My mama called me the mouth of the South. Listen, I talk way too much to have something mute my voice. But I get it because there are times in our life that our voice kind of becomes a little paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh, I don't want nobody to hear me. I really want you to hear me. Hey, it's me over here. But at the same time, it's just like, nah, I think my voice isn't going to matter. Whatever I have to say to you is not going to matter. It is whatever I say, is it going to choose? Is it going to change anything? So, I mean, I, I kind of get that. Yeah. Um, super grateful for this. Unmute your mic. Um, do, is it is it specifically for anybody or anybody can come on? Um, um, it's pretty much anybody can come on. Um, mm -hmm. I am a believer. And so I kind of mm -hmm. tossed around the fact of like, oh, do I want to have a Christian podcast? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I don't want to be pigeonholed into that. Mm -hmm. And Honestly, some of the best guests I've had on my show have been people who are not believers and that we've been able to have a common conversation despite our differences in life. And really the whole purpose was that every story matters. And so it wasn't just believer stories. It wasn't just women or just kids or just, it was everybody's story matters. Everybody has something that can help you. And it doesn't even matter if you completely agree with their life or their yeah. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that's definitely the purpose in unmuting your mic because it's not just a microphone for just believers. <laughs> you know, exactly. anybody has a microphone that if that don't show you what the power of a voice can do. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's true. That's, listen, so that's a, I love that now. I promise you, ever since I first heard it, I was like, ah. and then I went to my friend. I was like, look, I'm about to be on the show. It's called unmuting. like, that's a clever name. So we were going back and forth, just excited off the name because it was like, that's super dope. Like, unmute your mic. Man, that's dope. I promise you, it just kind of like, <laughs> that's what you just kept doing. <laughs> so it's dope. I absolutely love it. I Thank you. <laughs> uh, so another question I want to ask you is, uh, what do you think? Uh, let's see, how can I phrase it? What do you think in the years that you have graced this earth has been like the biggest obstacle you had to overcome and what did you do to overcome it? Um, I think it's a little bit about kind of what I touched on about mm -hmm. really figuring out my identity and being comfortable in who I was. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you don't have that factor, when you don't know who you are, everything is like 10 times harder to go through. Um, school, life, marriages, relationships, whether it be friendships or romantic relationship, all of those things, it's like people fall in love with the false version of you. Um, and then when the true you starts to peek out, people are like, I don't really know if I like you or not. Yeah. And so um, really, I think over just the course of my life, especially from like hot, like teenage years to where I am now, mm -hmm. it really is the hardest part was figuring out who I was um yeah. and it just I, some people like make it sound like it's super easy or it's something mm -hmm. easy to figure out but mm -hmm. when you go through life and you're not sure of your identity other people come and they try to define it for you and so then it's kind of hard to be like wait is this me or is this what somebody expects of me mm -hmm. and kind of sorting through that I think that probably has been my most difficult thing uh-huh that's a good thing like that you're so it doesn't 
was it hard really for you not to live in who everyone thought you were supposed to be or the frame of um, yeah. others' view of you? I, it was, I, now it's not. Now it's so easy not to. Like, this is not me. And I'm, I am easy to like say, you know what, this just isn't my thing and I appreciate the opportunity or whatever. Um, but before, I think it was simply because I feel like I have like a heart for people. And yeah. so because I do, it attaches me a lot to people. And mm -hmm. so I, when like when they go through something, I can feel it. And so it, it has me wanting to be close to people and wanting mm -hmm. to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I really, you know, kind of, figured out who I was and, you know, got an actual relationship with God, not a religion, but a relationship with God. Um, mm -hmm. It was, that was when I was realizing like, hey, I can help people and I can love people, but everybody's not my project. It is not yes. my job to throw everything aside to, you know, help somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I just kind of always felt like I was called to people, but I didn't know how to do it the right way. Uh -huh. So I was just like, oh, here's my last dollar. Here, sleep on my couch. Here's my, and I was like, you are no good. I think we talked about it when you were on my podcast. Like, uh -huh. you're no good to anybody else uh -huh. if you can't deal with you first. Yeah. Comes first for you. It ha definitely have to deal with you. This is what we saw. I, yeah, you're absolutely right. We did talk about that because you got to secure your own mask first yes. yeah. <laughs> and make sure you're good before you can make sure anybody else is good. When did you discover you loved people or love to help people? Um, that was at a young age. I think in my teenage years, um, when I was going to church, uh -huh. we had like, I was a part of the prison ministry. And so I would go into like the juvenile detention centers and prisons. And I always had a soft spot for, I felt like the ones that everybody didn't love. Okay. So I wasn't the one who like gravitated towards the popular people. Okay. I'm like, I see 25 people over there and then I see one person and I'm like, let me go talk to that person, uh -huh. which is crazy. Cause I'm like, not the biggest like people person. Like really? I know it's crazy. Cause I'm I wouldn't like, be able to tell. on a podcast, but uh -huh. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. in the, like in a room, I'm not the life of the party. So yes. I generally just would like, let me just go talk to the person that doesn't have anyone to talk to. And so when I was going into like the juvenile detention centers, I got so attached to those kids and so attached to their life and their story. And I just felt like, man, a lot of people would not be where they were if they just had one person, one yeah. person who believed in them, one person who, who, you know, fought for them, one person who advocated for them. Yeah. Um, and so that has been my goal always, you know, like, you know, I want to leave people better than how I found them. Heck yeah. That one definitely matters because that one can change your, that one is just pure, is powerful because that one can change your life for the good or it could change your life for the bad. And yeah. it depends on how you're going to allow them to affect your life. <laughs> it definitely matters because you don't want to be an infected individual with some of the negative stuff that they do. If you're going to infect me, infect me with some good stuff so that I can be effective to other individuals. So that one definitely matters. And I'm grateful that you, you know, you go to the one that Hey, I'm over here by myself. You know, it that yeah. that matters. There's a girl that came to our church at one point in time. And every, like you said, that everybody was flocking to one side. And I'm like, okay, I ain't go at this point in time. I was kind of new there. And I was like, man, I kind of want to blow this popsicle stand. I don't want to be here because nobody's talking to me. And like, I'll go and I can go. I'm I'm a people person. So I don't care who you are. It could be a group of y'all over there. It could be somebody by themselves. I'm going to know all of y'all before the night's over. We're going to be friends. 
but it was just like I kind of didn't want to be there and I was like because I just didn't feel like super welcome so I seen one girl that was sitting by herself and I was like hey <laughs> so we're here together huh right <laughs> smiling what are we gonna do and that's kind of how the conversation started and then we just joked <laughs> from there on so it's been kind of a fun thing but it is amazing and I'm grateful that you were the one that will find the one that's by themselves because you never know how much you're going to impact their lives and you being an advocate you have been able to advocate for a lot of individuals do you have a favorite story uh that you have as in anybody that you you've helped and it's just like you're oh my god i love this story um well when i uh, lived in la and i was working as a casa i mentored a 16 year old boy who had gone through like 10 casas already uh -huh. and so they were about to like release him from the system they were like he doesn't really want help you know he's done all these terrible things and so you know i was new and so they i think they kind of just tossed me him almost like a to see what I was gonna do or what I was made of kind of situation because everybody else was like, no, no, no. And I was like, well, okay, I'll take him. Uh -huh. and, you know, so I'm getting to know him and we're talking and I'm like, he's a really good kid. And I, I learned more about his story and he had really gone through a lot of tragic things. Mm -hmm. And um, because I was one of the few who actually looked outside of his papers. So, you know, a lot of times when you're working as social workers or case workers or whatever it is, you get this huge foul on a person and it's everything about that person that's bad. And I used to tell somebody all the time, I was like, imagine if before somebody met you, they got a list of all the wrong things you've ever done in your life. And how do you think that would affect how people would approach you? And, and you know, people may not be so friendly or so nice because they only see what you did wrong. And so I decided, I'm like, I'm going to be the one who looks past the paper and actually gets to know him despite all these horrible things that he did. And, you know, when we had those conversations and I really figured out what was going on with him, you know, I was able to go to court and talk to the judge um, and say, look, you know, you guys are saying he needs prison time, but I, I think he needs therapy and I think he needs medication. And, you know, this is what's going on. And by the time we were done, he ended up graduating high school, which was like everyone laughed when I originally said, oh, he's going to graduate high school. They were like, no, he's not. Mm -hmm. He's going back to jail. Like we've already, we already know that how this story ends. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so powerful because it wasn't that I was so great. It was mm -hmm. simply that I allowed one, I think God to speak to me yeah. about him. Mm -hmm. um, and then two, I, I looked past his faults because that's what I would want somebody to do to me if they were truly trying to help me and figure me out. So yeah. he graduated high school. Um, he ended up going to the military and we still, you know, and it's just, it was, to me, that was like one of the stories that stood out because it was the first one that I did. Wow. And it really showed me, I was like, anybody has a chance. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yes, there are some people who just are kind of hell bent on doing wrong. But mm -hmm. a lot of times when they're 15 and 16 years old, it's just the trauma that mm -hmm. is allowing them to uh, or causing them to make these poor decisions, it's not necessary that this child is like, I want to be in jail or I want to mm -hmm. be in prison. Um, so that was probably one of the most inspirational ones to me. That's blessing my entire life right there. <laughs> here we go again with the one, because you were able to look beyond, here I go with my old churchy self, you were able to look beyond their faults 
and you saw he had a need. And so for that, I have to say I'm grateful because everybody else is pushing him to the side. And you just showed how much power there is in listening to an individual. Because the fact that you just said, you know what, here this, here's your rap sheet, here's your file. You know, okay, this is what it is. This is what this is who they say you are. Well, let me get to know who you are. <laughs> and that is super powerful because sometimes people don't want to look beyond what they see you in. I could just be having a bad day. You know, and it's not that I'm a bad person, but I mean, I walked outside and I didn't see the little stair that was there. So I done tripped and now I done ripped my stock and man, my knee hurts. Like, you know, I get to the car, car won't start. I ain't got gas in there or what, you know, it, it just could have been a rough day at that point. And now you see that I get high. Now I'm a bad person in totality, but find out what happened to me. And then you can possibly see why I'm not smiling right now. So I have to say, I'm grateful for you <laughs> and you actually doing that. <laughs> We just need to be listened to. And the, the minute that we start listening to individuals, life can definitely change. <laughs> it can change. Yeah. Uh, all you need is the one. What would you say, um, if there could be anything, what would you, what's the one thing you would want to be remembered for? Um, I think kind of what I said earlier about leaving leaving places better than how I found them. I would want people to, you know, to say that, okay, she, every person she touched, touched turned into something better. And again, not even so much that I have the power to do it, mm -hmm. but that someone said, you know, she, I was humble and open enough to allow God to use me in that way. And yeah. so that I was able to pour into people and love on people, um, especially the ones who aren't getting all of the love, but the yeah. one who needs the hug or, you yeah. know, whatever it is, the word of encouragement. I, mm -hmm. I would much rather be known for that than really anything else. Um, yeah. Because though other things are great and sure other titles might be cool, um, mm -hmm. I think none of them are, this all pretty much pointless if I'm not creating, if I'm actually not changing a life for real and not mm -hmm. a fluffy Instagram, Facebook kind mm -hmm. of way, but people are going home and feeling better about themselves, feeling better about being alive because truthfully, you don't know if you're hugging that one person who was going to go home and decide that they didn't feel like their life was worth living. Mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes it's just being able to say, okay, God, like I'm going out tonight and I'm going to be doing my thing and hanging out. But if you were, so if you would trust me enough to bring somebody in my path, if you would trust me enough to sit me next to the table, the girl sitting by herself who just needs someone to laugh with or hugged with, I would be grateful and I will not be so caught up in yeah. my, mm -hmm. whatever it is that I would ignore the person you put in front of me. Wow. I'm so glad, man, you are telling, you are ministering to me about the one. <laughs> Tonight, I promise you, I'm so I am loving this, that you're paying attention to that one individual. And I mean, it's not just one person that you're impacting because that one impacts another person. And then you got another one that you're paying attention to. And there's a flurry of individuals that are around, but sometimes we don't feel like we matter because we're lost in a sea of everybody else. And it's just like, hey, Everybody is surrounding me, but hey, what about me? Like, you know, you're paying attention, you're paying attention. I just really want to be seen and I want to be heard. Sometimes we act out because I just want to be seen and I want to be heard. But I'm grateful that you can go beyond 
what I look like. You know, I got my little shoulder out so you can go beyond, you know, looking at me because she's showing, she thinks she's sexy and trying to show us. <laughs> so I'm grateful for that. And that just like really blesses my entire life. How would you speak to the individual who feels like their life isn't good enough or that they just feel like I'm over this right now? Like, how would you ask, what would you say to that individual? Um, I understand. And there are not, I don't want to, I'm careful not, never to give like cliche, like everything's yeah. going to get better. Just keep <laughs> your head to the sky. Uh -huh. But you do have a purpose. Um, you have worth. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're alive shows that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, pray, I, I, I'm careful to say this, but um, mm -hmm. believe that there are people who are called to you. Sure. And that you are seeing. And mm -hmm. it um, it is important to know that because when you know that there are people called to you, like mm -hmm. people who are going to come and help you, you also know that there are people who need you as well. And so mm -hmm. if you feel like you are purposeless, if you feel like you're kind of just wandering through the, wor the world, I suggest that you get anchored in something. Yeah. And once you're anchored, the wind won't, you know, blow you around every time something happens. And just know that it's okay and natural to, to you know, be afraid or to feel things um, that are going on in your life. But just stay encouraged. Um, know that there is something greater and that, you know, when you are down, not to sound cliche, but <laughs> up is really the only way to go it when is. you hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And so um, just, you know, you are loved. And if you ever come in contact with me or if you want to reach out to me um, at any point, I am, I would tell people all the time, I am the friend you cannot get rid of. I will oh. check on you. <laughs> if you, <laughs> I will check on you. I will message you 10 times. If yeah. you do not answer, I will be like, you got mm -hmm. one more time before I call somebody. Oh, you're okay. a bully. You're a whole bully. <laughs> <laughs> because... You know, I know sometimes when you go through stuff, isolation is what most people choose. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's in that isolation, I believe that the enemy starts attacking you and telling yeah. you you're worthless. Nobody even cares that you're not here. Look, nobody mm -hmm. notices that you're gone. There are people who notice and we love you and we just ask mm -hmm. that you have an open heart. And even if you've been burned before, have an open heart that somebody can truly come in and mm -hmm. love you the way that you deserve. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. Thank I feel loved. Man, and it's, I promise you, like, I kid you not, thank you. <laughs> I would tell the people, don't talk to me on my phone. Don't call me on my phone. I don't want to be bothered. Like, I wasn't to the point where I didn't want, like, I didn't want, I wanted to end my life. I wasn't at that point. I just didn't feel like being bothered. Don't call my phone today. Leave it on. Do not disturb. Just leave me alone. But, like, it's a great thing because even in the, those moments that you just made reference to right there, and that's just an honest, transparent moment. Um, it's just in that moment right there is the enemy will try to isolate you and try to get you to be at this little moment. But then it's one of those things where I get a chance to speak over myself. And I, even though I couldn't kind of like get me over, thank you for you <laughs> reaching to the one. <laughs> I am the one. <laughs> so it's just amazing that you're able to pull a person out and tell them, you know, hey, you don't have to be in this world alone. You don't have to be isolated over here to yourself. And it's just like, shake yourself. You have people out here that care about you. You have people out here that love you. And okay, okay. I guess I'll finally resign to her text messages. Finally, yeah. yes, so mm -hmm. <laughs> that's gonna get taken care of. So I'm super grateful for you. You have some wonderful words.
words of wisdom that you have shared with us. And I am super excited to be able to know you. Don't text me a thousand times because I am not the one, nor the two or the three. Don't do that to me. I will I reach out. To you. That I'm not a stalker. I just I mean, <laughs> if you are going through something, I will make sure you're good. I'm not just going to be like, people are going to be like, oh, dang, what's wrong with her? No. I'm not just like sending a bunch of text messages. <laughs> that was me and my Rewind. <laughs> I didn't take it that way. It was just me being, me being extra. <laughs> I always just love to play like the devil's advocate, so to speak. Also, you just going to keep calling me. Huh? Okay, I'm calling the police on you, you little stalker. That was just me. I just, I just flipped it. I'm sure America and the world knows. <laughs> like that. Me being extra, <laughs> so but again, I am super grateful that you decided to come by and you have graced us with your presence, or you've graced us with your wisdom. It is amazing how time flies when you're having fun and you're having a great conversation with a great individual. I have been enhanced, my life has been became the better uh, because of you. So, I'm super grateful for you. I'm super grateful for your words of encouragement, sincerely. And I real life mean that I real life am grateful that we have had the opportunity to meet. Um, and for us to know each other. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yes, no worries. Uh, again, I'm grateful that you were able to uplift our hearts. Um, so please make sure you show us some love and um, go out to, out here in these social media streets. Uh, I definitely will be able to tell you how should we be able to reach you? And I'm just so country on how should we be able to reach you? <laughs> well, <laughs> Uh, you can go to my website, uh, unmuteyourmic.org. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, that's fancy. It just popped up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, it caught me off guard. Uh, <laughs> you can, uh, there you can find out about my podcast. You can also see my social media information, um, uh, my Facebook, Instagram. Everything is all on the website. Okay. Good stuff. So go on to her website. You'll be able to hear some wonderful information in regards to her, some of the uh, podcasts. Like she said, just go on there and check it out and make sure when you go on there and you go to her you of the tubes and the face of the books and all those good social of the medias, make sure you like and turn on the notifications and subscribe. So make sure you go ahead and give her a good old follow. You're going to be encouraged. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. I have been uplifted just by looking at some of her information that's on there. So also do it for me as well. So go on to these social media streets and go ahead and like, subscribe, making sure you're following and turning on all the notifications. So that's going to be it for the show. Um, I'm going to ask for you to tune in on Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Um, I have my co-host on, uh, Coach K Woods is going to be in the house. Uh, so please feel free to tune in on uh, this coming Wednesday. Uh, so that's going to be it. I shall see you guys. Uh, same bat time, same bat channel next Sunday, but then I'll see you guys in these social media streets on this coming Wednesday. Uh, so thank you guys for tuning in. God bless you. Good night. Grace and peace.